0: Welcome, everyone, to Dead Talk Live, and today we have a very special guest, Will Beinbrink, who's currently the star of The Exorcism of God, currently on Video On Demand. Will, thank you for being here. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing great, my friend. Uh, It is also going to be in 66 theaters
0: nationwide. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, You probably didn't know this, but we had your director, Alejandro, as our guest about a week or so ago, a very a fascinating person to talk to, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's talk about your character, okay, Father Peter. Now, the movie, of course, The Exorcism of God, begins with a very elaborate exorcism scene uh, Uh with you right in the center of the action. What was your reaction when you read the script and you saw how explicit that exorcism scene was going to be?
1: Yeah, um, I had concerns that, uh, I mean, this is the beginning of the movie, and uh, I had serious concerns about um, whether the audience was going to be alienated by by what happens in that scene mm-hmm. with Father Michael, excuse me, Father Peter, what happens with me and um, in that scene that they would be uh, – uh, really turned off by my character, and that it would um, alienate them for the rest of the film, which is not what you would want in in a movie, especially if you don't want everyone hating your lead in the first ten minutes. You know? uh, absolutely. So um I feel like that was a that's a really fine line um, within a scene to have such a such a traumatic experience happen and to be able to have empathy for that character. Within that experience, and be be actually hopefully more invested in that character and the story than you were before that scene happens, instead of more turned off. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like we we achieve that. I feel like most people are not disgusted by Father Peter; mm-hmm. uh, they uh, seem to have um, confusion and and uh, are not sure what's happening but they're not they're not repulsed and not disgusted and they are interested uh, in finding out what happened
0: without- i think, i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but in my opinion it humanized him yeah you know it made him a human not just this priest uh free of sin or any of that you're a human being and you're trying to do good uh but The demon, a very powerful demon, which we'll get to in a little bit. Now, that moment, that beginning of the movie, defines Father Peter for the next 18 years. He is living with tremendous amount of guilt uh, because of what happened. Uh, In your opinion, uh, because he's trying to do good and make up uh, for his sin, quote-unquote, do you think Father Peter, in your opinion, is a coward?
1: I don't. I, I think he is um he is someone who is idealistic and and is looking at all sides and who deeply cares about having the most impact and benefit for the people that he's serving. And I feel like he continually puts that first instead of himself mm-hmm. and his, but I don't think he understands until towards the end of the movie that he couldn't, he he couldn't have both. He couldn't have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. You know, he couldn't keep doing the good things and yet have this trauma, this, this sin that he's haunted by be uh, alleviated. It didn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, and he was hoping that it would, but, um, and he was hoping these things that would happen that were good for the community would alleviate that. But, at the end of the day, when he was alone in his room, you know those those thoughts that um, that um, anger towards himself for what he did, you know, comes creeping back up, and he's left alone with his own thoughts, and it never goes away.
0: Absolutely, throughout the whole film, uh, when he's explaining what happens, he justifies it as the demon taking control of him which is true the demon did jump into you as you were performing this exorcism do you think you know uh within his own mind that justifies uh to him what happened because obviously he's still haunted by that day i
1: i think it i don't think it justifies it for him i think he I think he feels like he could have done better and he should have done better and he should have been able to stop it sooner. Mm-hmm. But in scenes where this becomes more of an issue, he, he, he does, he does uh, I would say, humble himself to the fact that he tried the best he could and, and wasn't able to, to, to win
0: mm-hmm.
1: or beat, beat uh, the possession as quickly as he could have or wanted to. But I feel like when he is by himself, he you know he believes he could have done more.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: I always feel like he believes he can do
0: more. Mm-hmm. And that's a a, a big burden that burden that he puts on his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, now, as you were presented with the script, uh, what drew you to the role of Father Peter? Uh, did you put any of yourself into the role? Uh, did you really have to work hard to create this character and bring him to life on the screen?
1: Well, I mean, John, you saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I read the script, and you know, when I, when I read the script, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Thing is, this this script is crazy. I mean, this this script is like could you know could be extremely controversial. It is for Catholic communities, it could you know it could really um, challenge them and and, and get them um, get them up in arms, um, you know, if 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 they don't follow the nuance of the story, you know mm-hmm. uh, but um, so it, it was the script. I read the script and I was like, this is incredible. I mean like the journey this character goes on, and Alejandro told me about about future possibilities with the storyline and and I was like, this is this is an amazing amazing long journey for this character and and we've only just started um this process with this with this story so hopefully there will be additional pieces of this story Mm -hmm. um because i think it only crazily enough only gets better um
0: (laughs) yeah you could say the end is the beginning of definitely a new chapter was there any difficulty for you did you do any kind of deep dive research uh into catholicism into priests that do exorcists uh to get into the mindset of father peter
1: you know the 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 shoot ended up happening pretty quickly there was a small window with which they could shoot in uh, in mexico city so i I didn't have much time to do that I, i i was like you know often research is great but when you have limited time the best thing for me is 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 my immersion into the script and the story
0: okay and
1: and getting that as deeply in my body as possible so if you know so if I do if I do that then I feel like the large majority of everything is there is there you know there might be there could be things that i could miss because i didn't get to do the research on exorcisms and these things that sometimes are intellectual but they offer these little distinct little gems at times Mm -hmm. but you know it's always dependent on the time frame you have um
0: absolutely now i
1: have a six month time frame a ramp six month ramp up preparation so
0: absolutely now uh I don't know if you've seen classics, there have been a ton of movies about exorcisms. The Exorcist is like, you know, the top of the list. Uh, I'm sure you've seen movies here and there and regarding demonic possessions and exorcisms. Was there any of that because you had such limited time that you sort of looked at it and said, you know, maybe that's good, maybe that's not good and try to pick out what you liked the nuances that you wanted to put into Father Peter?
1: Uh, Well, Alejandro um, requested slash suggested that I watch a couple films that he thought were the best exorcism movies in the genre, which was obviously The Exorcist. And the second one was um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I saw the movie. Really good movie. And there was, I think there was a third one, but I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Um, So I watched those two and I found, I found value in them. Um, And then. I happen to be in Washington D C. So I went to the steps where the exorcists were the exorcists.
0: Georgetown.
1: In Georgetown and walked around some of the, the the neighborhood and the campus and kind of did like a little bit of a you know, I'm I'm imbuing and and absorbing the world of the exorcist by walking these stairs, by doing these things and whatever benefit happens will happen. Um, a little bit of you know, pseudoscience or whatever, but um, staying staying open to whatever comes in from that experience. So, you know, that's that's a little something I did that was kind of, was really fun. Um, but more than anything, I just looked at the story, and I started connecting to, um, to the things that he, that were really important to Father Peter, which was you know, which were the people more particularly the children and and what those children meant were for me and and to me i love to me i I, my favorite my favorite things in the world are animals and children so uh to me those those that's how i connected to make making those things really important was treating those children as if as if they are uh either my little cousins or as if they're um animals yeah can't can't uh you know are not able to protect themselves that are being taken advantage of and that is something that deeply bothers me on a, on a very very visceral level so that's something i use to connect with like the children and my and when why i run this orphanage at this church and why that is important to me
0: and that is sort of the mainstay of this uh plot is how the demon is using the people around Father People, and particularly the children, uh, to get to you. You are the demon's prize. Everything is because of you. He wants you uh, as his prize, and he will use everything and anything to get to you. Now, Alejandro Hidalgo, this was his first English-speaking film. When you got to meet Alejandro, did you guys have a lot of discussions? Uh, How did you find working with him? Did you guys get along great? Did you find his direction easy to follow on what he wanted the character of Father Peter to be?
1: Well, we had a really, we had a, I mean, he's a very charming, charismatic uh, person. So we had a, we had a great initial conversation over Zoom. And um, then when we started working uh, in Mexico City, the first, we had a, we had like a week of rehearsal, which was actually a, which I think really shows up on the screen because we did different exercises between different characters, like me and Joseph, me and Magali, me and uh, Nelson, and me and Esperanza. Um, and I feel like these exercises helped helped create more chemistry where there was where there wasn't as much, mm-hmm. or help build more chemistry where there already was a lot of chemistry. Um, so that was a great. That was a something that I was really uh, impressed by and um, happy that he did because those types of exercises and that type of detailed relationship building can really help uh, a film uh, when people watch it and go, "Man, they they look like they've known each other for years. They have they have such great chemistry. They're just connected to each other. They you know they look like they know they know each other's thoughts. I mean, it's like it's it's you know so fortunately he. he cast really good actors who were really open and um and uh you know were committed to the project so i think that was something that he did really well and also he's just a great director i mean the dude wrote this thing he directed this thing he's got a great eye and taste in terms of the way something looks the way the camera moves and it's you know he should he's just a, he's just a I think he's a, an incredible director who I'm, I'm. I can't wait to see what other movies he he comes up with because the guy's a guy's brilliant, um, and I think this movie is really, uh, you know, is really, you know, I think he's in a new wave of, of filmmakers coming from Latin America. You know, Andy Andy Muschietti and Alejandro Hidalgo. i I'm not sure who else is in that group, but you know, I look There's at a them. Lot of them. I look at them similar to like Guillermo del Toro and, you know, Alfonso Cuaron and Inaritu in a way, you know, like maybe Hidalgo's more like the Guillermo or something where he's just mm-hmm. in horror, but I know he wants to do other things as well.
0: Absolutely. Uh, he is a great director and it was fascinating to talk with him. Now the film shows, it gets very graphic in regards to the portrayal of the demon and the legion of demons, which is not something that we see in other movies. Yeah, they're they're often referenced, like the Legion and so on, but in The Exorcism of God, we actually get to see them. Were there Mm -hmm. any moments on set uh, because of Alejandro and how he brought everything to life, uh, especially inside the indoor scenes inside the prison and the asylum that kind of freaked you out a little bit?
1: I love that question, but I have to answer no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, it makes perfect sense.
1: I mean, to me, no, uh, you know, um, I felt like I'm playing. I felt like I'm, I'm, I'm in a, in a situation where none of this is, is, uh, real. I I don't, I don't really believe in that on a personal level. Um, though I did have an experience when I was a child, like the age of 10, on a Sunday morning after church, where I felt like um, a really dark force entered my body and stayed in my body, and I don't know if it's ever left. Wow. Um, but I felt like I felt like the devils come, the devils entered me or something. It was it was a weird experience, but I felt like a wave of
0: darkness kind of come inside my mouth and take over my body. Wow, that must really freaked you out. Now, Joseph Marcel, who plays Father uh, Michael and is yes. Father Peter's mentor, what was it like to uh, work with uh, Joseph Marcel, who has a comedic background? Here mm-hmm. we all know him as Jeffrey from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, very famous, very popular, great guy, yeah. funny. Now he's taking on this role as an unconventional Catholic priest. And one of the lines that sticks out to me in the movie is when your your character asks him, how am I going to do this? And he basically tells you, don't ask God for help, but be God yourself. Yeah. A very powerful moment. Explain that interaction with Joseph and what was it like to work with him?
1: Well, jo- first, I'll, I'll answer your questions in the opposite way. Um, I love Joseph. He was He was great to work with. Uh, we, we, sent, we lived in the same house together, so we got to spend a lot of um, uh, time together, whether it's sometimes we'd be eating breakfast together or lunch, and we'd work on some, we'd rehearse several scenes together on the roof, or sometimes on location we would. So I feel like we had a, a really great relationship, and I already highly respected him as an actor, and I didn't know that he's a, he's a, he's a classically trained uh, theater actor who's been doing plays at the Globe. He's a member of the company there. Uh, and he's been doing that for years. So that also was, uh, was a, a really wise choice by Alejandro because I feel like this movie is in some ways almost like a classical theater piece because of the dialogue, mm-hmm. because of the, the commitment and the level of stakes. Yes, it's a horror film, but it has... The stakes are so high and it's so elevated in terms of the language in a way, and formal at times, that it has... It has like a, an elevated classical sense of language. So I thought he brought such such power and such charisma and conviction when he was um, doing doing actions, whether he's exercising somebody or you know um, putting putting his emphasis on something to stop something. So I loved him. I loved him and his work, and I loved him as a person. And in that scene. You know that that's that's kind of the in a way such a powerful scene because it's similar to what it is in life. I feel like, like you can't wait on in spirituality. You can't wait on God or the spirituality to come to you. You need to believe that you are the one. You are Mm -hmm. the source. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's a that's a lesson for all of us in terms of if we want to change the world, we can't wait for it to change. You have to be the source. You have to you have to be the one who takes the mantle and 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 it's almost like self, self declaration.
0: Exactly, uh, we're pretty much out of time, but I wanna ask you one last question. Yeah. At the end of the film, you are faced with a very critical decision to make. Uh, yeah. You make a what can be considered a, wretch, a righteous sacrifice to save the people around you. Do you think Father Peter, saw that uh as a sacrifice and did he realize the consequences of his decision uh moving forward it's a tough um, one i know
1: yeah i think he's in he's in he's in a situation that there is no right answer yeah. uh there is no right answer so the answer he took was the right answer was to be there for other people more than himself
0: mm-hmm and
1: that's the choice that he made, which I feel like as, as a priest is choosing others above yourself is another, is a, is a final act of, uh, I don't want to call it a martyr, but the final act of, 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 of being a a good human being, mm-hmm. being someone who puts others first. And I feel like, so that's the choice he made. I think that was the, the choice that, um,
0: he really did not have any other choice he was in a bad spot
1: no yeah he's in a horrible spot yeah. you know he's 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 in a no win situation i'm i'm happy that he's able to do some negotiations there to make to sweeten the deal but um without giving in things away but yeah um yeah i feel like you know it also is really good because it um it helps set up a possibility of another of an of another storyline of an expanded storyline upon this same this same story
0: Uh, me too and i think that would be great i would love to see the continuation will thank you so much uh for sharing this time with us and giving us your insight on the film you're amazing i look forward to seeing a lot more of your work thank you again on behalf of uh our audience i want to thank will will it's been great Uh, Until next time, I'm sure we'll be chatting again. Guys, thank you for tuning in. On behalf of Will Bindbrink and myself, stay safe and stay walking, guys. Until next time, bye-bye.
1: Bye, Dead Talk peeps.